Holy fucking shit, the Texans have just beat the fuck out of the Browns, destroying them 45-14, to embarrassing Cleveland on national TV, and winning their first playoff game since 2019. Fuck yeah. C.J. Stroud is most definitely him, picking up right where he left off in the regular season and torching the D for 274 yards and three touchdowns. The young legend could become the first rookie quarterback in history to lead his team to a Super Bowl win. Holy fuck. Bro might be the GOAT. The savage Nico Collins finished with 100 total yards and a touchdown. Big dog Brevin Jordan got in on a 76-yard TD. Dalton Schultz wrecked those bums for a 37-yard touchdown. And Devin Singletary joined the tutty party with 66 yards and one score. Hell yeah. And the Houston defense came in clutch as well, destroying Grandpa Flacco for two pick sixes and four sacks. Huge congrats to the Texans and good luck in the next round. Yeah. Show's over. There you go. That's all we need to say. <laughs> I once again approved my point and how I know football better than John Drake does. I am uh, glad that you ate the asparagus before the game. <laughs> I knew I should have bet uh, double or nothing. I knew that you, know, you should have was out of that. He didn't want any part of that. And now you know. Look, it is what it is. Yeah, it was. It was not pretty. That's for sure. It was over before it started, man. It just. I would like to just, point out. Yes. That um, at the beginning of uh, the show on Wednesday last week, mm -hmm. I said that he would have at least two interceptions, and I said the Browns would lose by thirty. You did. They lost by thirty-one. Yes, I. I'll congratulate you on being right in our misery. It was bad. I quit on a dude. In my life, I've never quit on a playoff game, even playoff games that we've lost back in the eighties. I've never quit on one. It was about six o'clock. The score was thirty-one to fourteen, I think. It was yeah. on that, and I just said, "You know what? I got to do CMS tonight. I'm gonna be up till at least five o'clock in the morning. Screw it, I'm going to sleep." And I just rolled over and went to sleep. I was watching the game in my bed, and I just rolled over and went to sleep. And you know what? Apparently, I didn't miss anything. Yeah. By by skipping the last what quarter and a half or whatever, so I knew that game was going to be a nightmare um, before it even happened. It was bad. It was definitely it was bad, and I don't know. You could just see it at the when they came out. I don't know how to explain it. I, I'm gonna be honest. I went into watching the game and the way that they were pumping up C.J. Stroud thinking we were going to have an official fest where the refs were going to call everything for Stroud, call every ticky-tack play against the Browns. And I was ready to go to war over that if they did that. But they really didn't do that. No. Wasn't too bad. I mean, the, the, there's always missed calls or whatever, and I'm sure John is, if he's watching right now, is probably saying, yeah, there was. What about this? And that? You know, no. The Browns lost. Let's be clear about what happened there. The defense stayed in Cleveland. They didn't show up. Nope. And, you know, at one point when I was watching, they brought in some dude I'd never heard of before. That And they said on the broadcast he was the sixth, like, right tackle or whatever for the offense. 
And I was like, all right, sixth. That means the three guys that made the team, then the practice squad guy, then another guy that they signed to the practice squad after they brought that guy up, the, the, the other guy up to the team, then this guy that they brought in after that. And, you know, I was like, there's no way is this this guy that's basically a high school player going to be going to be able to block. And sure enough, the first play after that guy, Olaid, just, hey, go ahead, go get him, you know, and, and it was bad. And see, you know, we talked about this a little bit this morning on Bob Francis show. Yeah. And, um, everybody wants to have these excuses of, mm-hmm. well, the team was injured. Look how many injuries we yeah. had, blah, 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 going through this whole season. Oh, look, you were 11 and five. You made it to mm-hmm. the playoffs with all these stupid injuries, with the Massage King throwing the ball yeah. to everybody else, with them going to your fourth string quarterback, having to get a guy off the couch to come in and play with your fourth, fifth string running back with your tackles, sure. this, that, and the other thing. Uh, you had padded stats on this defense from early on this year, and you know that, playing shitty teams. Right. And then you had an offense that was mediocre, managed to have, I guess, a couple of good games. But hasn't anybody realized that this is what where we live? It's just the way it is. <laughs> I knew how this season was going to play out before it even happened. It's great that we made it to the playoffs, but it still ended in misery yeah. because it always does. And some it guy called in the, in the worst show way, today. That's for sure. Some guy called in the show today and goes, oh, well, you know, Seth, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL, so 31 teams always finish with misery. New. We always have misery. We never taste the, the, the goodness yeah. of, of winning. No. And I knew that once we had a slight taste of it, it was going to go away. It's mm-hmm. like eating a lollipop, and on the last couple of bites, you break all your teeth off. <laughs> it's misery. I can't it's say like it's not. I'm making out with a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And finally, you get her naked, and it's a dude. It's awful. It's just one of those <laughs> things you don't want to see. And it happens to us every year. So it doesn't matter how great the team. We can get Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Dan Marino, whoever else you want to name, to come be the quarterback and coach for this team. And we will lose at the end of the year because we suck. It's Cleveland. Well, I, you know, unfortunately, I can't even argue. I, I'd love to argue it, but I can't. It, it really... And, of course, I don't know if you've seen what's going on today, but already you got... Garrett saying shit about the coaches and about, you know, I was like, dude, stop. Did you even play? I didn't hear his name once. In guy had, two and a half quarters. Like, he's had one sack in like the past seven games. And that guy's going to bitch about coaching. Yeah. But you, you, you're overrated. That defensive line is overrated. Miles Garrett, I think is one of the most overrated players in the league. Uh-huh. We're talking about a guy that doesn't have sacks during crunch time. I, I mean, he gets garbage sacks at times. That guy's overrated. Look, I'm not as in shape as he is. I know that I'm not a football player. I'm tired of hearing all this crap about how great this defense was. No, when it came right down to it, they sucked on the road, and they blew it for this team. Miles Garrett was a pathetic piece of crap on that field. They blew it yesterday. He wasn't the biggest culprit yesterday. What did he do? Newsom was way worse. Newsom was way worse. But Newsom was bad. 
Newsom, they they knew that he was a weak link, and they just kept right on throwing at him. And he kept just giving up play after play after play. Oh, next year it'll be our our year when everybody's healthy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, please. No. What's going to happen next year? Nick Chubb will lose his other leg. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is there's a game that starts here in like 15 minutes or so, the no. Steelers and the and the Bills. If the Steelers win, I don't even want to look at social media. Oh, I can't wait till they win. Oh, I really don't want to see that. <laughs> Not playing against Cincinnati, crush the momentum. I do agree with that. Okay, that but what was... are you supposed to do? Everybody wants to bitch about all the injuries. Well, what are you supposed to do? You got to rest guys, right? You got to make sure. What happens if they play Cincinnati with Flacco and Flacco gets his arm torn off? Then what? Everybody will say, oh, I uh, can't believe Kevin Stefanski would play these guys. Would it even yeah, have well, to? Yeah, Stefanski's in a lose-lose situation, but too bad. Still keep your guys in game shape. You let your guys have two weeks without taking a bump. They came out and got smacked pretty hard, and they said, oh, that hurt. And that's really what happened. You know, it, it, it was ugly. It was bad. It was ugly. There's no, there's no silver lining to it. There's not one guy you can point to and say, yeah, that guy fucking killed. He kicked ass and everybody else played bad. No one played well. At least the yeah. two and a half quarters that I watched. and It was terrible. I'm, I'm assuming the fourth quarter was no better, so... And then, you know, I, I should read, you know, just so uh, the listeners have an idea of who we were, who I was dealing with on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Because Saturday night, as I was sitting there and, and, and actually very upset about the way things were going, because, you know, me, I'm a fan uh, of the Browns. Let me let me read some of this stuff. OK. Um, let's see here. You wanted this to happen all along. You willed this into existence. You knew how much this would hurt and therefore played this whole long game just so that you could see this happen. You're a hurtful, shameful person. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Seriously, dude, you built this whole thing up all season with a clear intent just to piss on those of us who truly love this city and our team. See? Why would you do that? What the fuck does Miami have that we don't? <laughs> Whores, drugs, nice weather, <laughs> crippling levels of illegal immigration. So what? Uh, and maybe my best, uh, my favorite text. Seriously, Seth, this one hurts, man. I thought we were buds, but apparently I was just a vehicle to give you a quick six-minute break to go stump to the bathroom and take a quick leak. <laughs> this coming from... A supposed fan of the Browns and what I thought was a friend of mine, but <laughs> apparently not, uh, John Bloomdoggy Drake. <laughs> who decided not only to call me a shitty fan and a shitty person, but then to make fun of my handicap on top of everything. Oh, stop. Is what I got texted all night long <laughs> as the, the Browns blew that game. What did I have to do with that game? Nothing. Notice, notice all I did was throw a picture of you throwing up the fucking um, asparagus in that thread. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept throwing the same picture because it was funny. <laughs> well, that's what I got from it. Yeah, it was, dude. It was bad. It was, it was bad, ugly. 
I don't know this to be true because I haven't talked to John, but I'm assuming that that's an alcohol-induced drunk texting that you were getting. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know John likes to, he likes to pour the sauce in. Anyway, when the Browns are playing and when they're losing, he really likes to pour it in double. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm joking. He actually sent me some very nice texts as well. Yeah, don't so read he those. Was, he was, no, I'm not going to read those. Don't read <laughs> those, please. These are way more funny. Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> those are better. Mark yeah. says, uh, I think the backlash on Peacock game was funny to see those games in person are over 200 bucks a ticket. Peacock is like five or $10 subscription. You have access for WWE. Look, I, I'm sorry, Mark, but I, I hate the fact that fuck Peacock, and I'm really pissed that they did that. Yeah, I wanted to watch that Chiefs uh, Dolphins game. You know, it kind of sucked. You mean the Swift to, the Swift Dolphins game? Yeah, the Swift Dolphins game. And I wanted to see, the, yeah, but I wanted to see what the weather was doing there, and I, you know, I was interested in seeing that game. But you think I'm paying five, ten dollars to, to get a subscription to see like a game a year on Peacock or two no. games? Screw that. And you know, I wish I, I like WWE, but I'm not a fan like you are. I'm not paying that five ten dollars to see that. I don't need to, dude. It, it's funny with Peacock because, um, and it was free. Oh, by the way, six months ago I watched numerous WWE things on there, and now they mm-hmm. changed it. Yeah, well, yeah, because they're all they're all hemorrhaging money, so they're all they're all doing that. But a, I wish I would have known because you could have used my Peacock login. I wouldn't have cared. You know, I have Peacock, and um. But the bigger the bigger thing with the peacock thing is if you think that that's a one and done you're crazy. The NFL is absolutely going to look now as much as the NFL could give a shit about backlash. They don't care as long as the number was good for peacock. And since the number was good for peacock only, you better believe that everything but the Super Bowl is going to end up being on on these pay things. Because sure. they can make the money on it. But that's irritating. I mean, you know, like, you run enough damn commercials during, during these, these mm-hmm. games. That you don't, why, why do you got to charge people another $5 to sit there and watch a game? Because I mean, they can. Already spraying for money for food at the house. You're already spraying for beer. You're already spraying for all that kind of stuff to watch a game on the freaking television. Mm-hmm. Because they outprice a lot of people going to games. Yeah. And now I got to pay to sit there and watch it on my television? That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, it's, they're... It's, they're Sports just because it's not a, just because yeah. there's a new vehicle doesn't mean you got to drive it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's there's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There was nothing wrong with the system before. Yeah. Hey, not that I'm telling anybody to use this site because it would be bad, but the TV app.to has every sporting event every single day. What is that? The TV app.to. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, Not that I'm saying to use that app because it, no. it, I'm sure it's quite illegal. Okay, well, but illegal or not, just text I do that. know that the games are there, <laughs> as well as every cable channel you could possibly want to have. So as long as you have a VPN, I wish Thursday Night Football would go away. However, Amazon gave billions of dollars for the streaming, and game. Amazon Amazon proceeded to Amazon's losing their ass on on Thursday Night Football. Because it's a shit game every single game. Yeah, they put this crap terrib- game on. Well, so what did Amazon do? Amazon put out a thing that says, oh, well, you can keep your Amazon Prime without changing anything, but we're going to add commercials to all the TV and movies that you're getting. But if you pay us more, 
then you can have the commercials taken out. See, I don't care what Amazon Prime does because, uh, for as far as football goes, because I have Amazon Prime for the, you know, for shopping reasons. Shopping, I canceled and, mine, which I'm pissed about because they just delivered a package to the wrong fucking house today, and I don't know where right. it is. I don't even know how to get my package back. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's an added bonus for me to have football on there. But Peacock doesn't offer me any other service other than no. watching some crap NBC stuff. No, pa- see, or, p- Peacock. Peacock, if they're going to charge, you know, and admittedly it's cheap. It's what, $5 a month or whatever, but, but it's, um, you know, they got to step up their game. They do have a couple of good things. Look, as the TV junkie that I am, if you want me to tell you a couple good things to watch, I will. But, um, overall, if you're not into WWE and you're not into Chicago fire med or, or PD, Peacock does not offer a ton. The only really good things on Peacock are they have that TV series, Dr. Death, which is pretty good. Both years, both years of that are pretty good. Um, they bought the rights to whatever network um, has um, on patrol live on it. So they broadcast on patrol live every Friday and Saturday from nine to midnight. Which that's a great show. I don't know if you ever watched. It's basically live, it's just live PD. It's same guys right. and everything. It's just got a new name, but they bought the rights to that um, to that um, thing. So, but other than that, what does Peacock offer you? If you're into soccer, they have all the soccer games. Royal Rumble is coming up. I want to watch that, so I may have to call you about the uh, Peacock. That's fine. Go ahead. Heidi says, well, I was watching using pirate sites to watch a game. It was a pain in the ass. Is it a pain in the ass to watch stuff on pirate sites? Well, not that, not I, would that I know. I would never site. use a pirate right. site. Me either. But the TV app.to does not have a bunch of spam that comes up on you. It really doesn't have any. You go to the site and it just brings up the site with all the, the games and stuff. Okay, so I'm trying to think of all the, the streaming stuff that I have. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about this after the band comes up too. Soil yeah. is coming up in a few minutes, but sure. The and then the streaming sites that I use: mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, yes, Netflix, okay, Hulu, okay, Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, True Blue, Paramount Plus. What else is there? Um. Uh, stars or I have HBO Max, HBO Max or Max. Yeah, you're paying that's, for all those. That's I don't have to pay for Max because I have HBO with my cable company, so I get Max okay. for free. Right. But so technically, I have seven. Yeah. Streaming services that I pay on top of the three hundred dollars a month I pay for cable. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of them I, I got to be stupid. I, I'm a stupid son of a bitch. I got to get rid of my cable and just get like. YouTube Live, yeah, YouTube and, and TV. do it like YouTube TV, and just do it that way, mm-hmm. and, and I would think I would be probably a lot happier. Dude, even YouTube TV is seventy five dollars a month. Not two eighty nine, like I'm paying for cable. No, well, that's just ridiculous, there, dude. I mean, I mean, but yeah. then again, how much am I going to pay for internet here? Yeah, it's, yeah, there's that too. I mean, that's if whole... I need to get a. Good but you're paying sound. for the internet anyway, so. But if I need a solid internet here, how much is that going to cost me? Hundred bucks? Hundy? Yeah, Hundy. So I might drop my my cable by a hundred bucks if I get cable. Yeah, if you have, internet if you have Hulu, else. 
The fact that you have Hulu makes no sense to still have cable. Cable TV, that's crazy talk there. But I don't have Hulu Live, so I mean, it's not like I have DVR or anything with, with Hulu. Well, what is it? What do you watch on free TV? I watch a lot of my stuff. I watch a lot of network television, but then... Like what? Bachelor, all that kind of stuff. You well, know, you can get that those... on the ABC app for free. Yeah, but usually those kind of things are like you have to wait till the next day to watch it. So what? Well, I don't want to wait till the next day. Just wait. What? Why? Do you have water cooler talks about The Bachelor? I do. No, but no, maybe sometimes. No, you don't. Stop it. I know for a fact you ain't going in there and Bob Francis and coming up to you. Dude, can you believe that Bill got the rose? I no, know that's not happening. He, he makes fun of me for watching that show. Of course he does. I know for a fact he is, he's not playing that game. Just wait one day. If you just get your whole life one day set behind, you'd be fine. It's only Heidi one day, dude. Says, we are very happy with YouTube TV. I love my YouTube TV. Love it. Heidi, are you married, Heidi? Please tell me you're married. Seth, you just get an antenna and YouTube There's TV. There's that, too. Dude, looking on. Can look I get ESPN here. and everything with YouTube TV? Can you what? Say that again? Get Can I get like ESPN and stuff with YouTube TV? No, but the well, TV app.to. The TV app.to. <laughs> but I would lose out all like all my college football games that I like to get. No, you wouldn't. ESPN, you... Sunday Night Baseball, all that kind of stuff. If I, let okay, me with just... the exception of using a pirate site, I would let me just tell you. Not if you went with, with YouTube TV. Can I get ESPN? I can't get ESPN. Yeah, YouTube TV has ESPN. All right. YouTube TV definitely has ESPN. I thought you were saying if you just went with an antenna. and No, you wouldn't get that, but thank you. YouTube TV has ESPN? Yeah. YouTube TV is like 85 channels. It's it's a cable package. And the and the best part about YouTube TV that and again, this is why I keep telling you that you you get rid of the the I got to watch it when it's on live. The best part about YouTube TV unlimited dvr oh really unlimited dvr you can have you can have every episode in the history of criminal minds if you're into that show does youtube tv have local channels or no I need yes an antenna for that it, it does, does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. youtube tv is is just like getting the the standard cable package that you could get from your from your cable company it's not going to give you H. I mean, you can add HBO or Showtime or any of that crap to it, but think of it just as like if you called, what do you have, Cox or Comcast or whatever? I enjoy Cox. I'm sure you do. But what do you have for a cable company? Uh, yeah, AT&T, <laughs> no, Cox. <laughs> if you have Cox Cable, whatever the, whatever the $75 package is, is the same exact thing you're getting on YouTube TV. TNT, TBS, you know, History See, Channel. I, like I try to think. I know we got the band coming up here shortly. That's uh, fine. They're not here yet. I, uh, I'm trying to think of like what I actually watch on cable. I watch Food Network, which you can get that, that for free on Pluto. A lot Keep of stuff going. I like on there. I watch three, five, and eight on occasion for stuff that. Now, they do have. you watch? Do you watch? What do you watch specifically on there? Network programming or, or the news? Network program. I've never watched local news. Again. Okay. No. Well, some people. Are... There's a story about Holly Strano again. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> local, local news. Um, 
So yeah, it's all network TV, whether it's game shows, reality shows, stuff like that. So you could, as long as you had access to Fox and ABC and NBC, you'd be fine. I'm good. Which you can install those apps for free on your, on your ESPN. I watch Roku now. ESPN, you would need YouTube TV, Fox News. You can get that on Pluto, Zumo, um, free, free. It's all there. Kirk says our internet and TV combined is 135 a month. That's 150 dollars less than what I'm paying. Yeah, but you have all the you have all the junk added to it. I don't have any movie channels other than HBO because I wanted Max. Mm-hmm. But you, so why is your bill 250? 289. Why is it that much? I don't know. That's crazy. Special. That's when you, dude. And you Honestly. know how bad my internet sucks. Honestly, you should cancel it for a month. Like they, they have that thing where you can push pause on it or whatever. Yeah. What do you have? A smart TV or a Roku or what do you have? I have Roku TV. On and you I, have a Roku like it's built into your TV. Yeah, I have Roku TV. It's like a TCL TV, and then yeah. in my bedroom I have Amazon Fire TV. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Sign up for Roku TV for a week. You get a free week trial, I think, or maybe it's even a month. I have Roku TV on my or not TV. Roku TV, the uh, YouTube TV. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sign up for that. I think you get a. It's either a week or a month free, and just don't use your cable for one week. Just use the ro- the YouTube. Just use YouTube TV, and I guarantee. I would bet. I would bet a pound of asparagus that at the end of that week you'll be canceling your cable. I would bet anything I, on that. And I go with YouTube to. TV. I want to cancel. I, I gotta so why find don't out, you? like how long my contract is because I think I'm like roped into some contract thing. Yeah, I'd cancel it anyway. What are you gonna do? You just don't cancel. What are the, what they are charging says should be against the ADA. Yes, there's that too. Yeah. What do you mean? That's what you should say. You say you're gonna keep me in this contract. I'm handicapped. I really should use my disability for something. You should. That's what it's there for, isn't it? To get you I free guess. stuff. <laughs> I haven't got enough free stuff. Believe you me, I don't hesitate when they have a military discount. I did for years, but I don't anymore. Yeah, Somebody I gotta says, take better. Yeah, I gotta take better advantage of my yes, my, uh, my handicap. Why not? You should. I'm sure you ain't parking at the back of the back of the parking lot anymore. No, I definitely use the uh, the handicap spots. So why wouldn't you take a break that they give you for that? I get really irritated too when I go parking, at, you know, places and I see like old people get out of their cars and are walking better than me. Right. And I'm like, you <laughs> fucking dick. Like, I, I know that I'm more handicapped than you. Just because you're 80 doesn't mean you're fucking handicapped. That's right. <laughs> All right, we've got we've got Tim King waiting in the wings. Yeah, should we just go ahead and play some music? and? Yeah, play a little music, and let's get Tim on here to talk a little bit about soil. Back to the 2000s soil. tour. Looking forward to this. Hang on. Hell yeah.
I love that era of music. Let's Hell get to yes. our guest on the uh, the program here. Tim King, how you doing, my friend? Hey guys, how are you? Welcome Good to the show. Man. Oh, thanks. I'm really happy to be a part of it. I've I've watched a bunch of your episodes and stuff and really enjoyed them. So thanks for letting <laughs> me be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for letting us be a part of the Back to the 2000s tour, man. That, oh, yeah. that I'm going to tell you, I interviewed um, uh, Brian from Union Underground um, last week, and I couldn't stop raving to him, and I can't stop raving to you, man. I am so thrilled. It's great to see this st- this music, this era coming back. You know, not that it ever really went away, but it's just great to see this style is kind of pushing the 80s stuff a little further along and you guys are kind of taking over that nostalgia thing no yeah i mean it's it's great i mean as you know soil formed in 1997 and we never stopped it wasn't like we went on hiatus or took a break so we've been riding the up and down waves nonstop for you know going on 27 years this year so it's uh it's been it's been quite a journey and we've seen a few little resurgences there's a really big one now and uh mm-hmm. it's really exciting to see that and brian uh and i you know one our very first tour for scars our our biggest record was with union underground we went right. out with uh union underground and did we were we did a tour with them then we were doing radio fest and then uh ozzy rob zombie and mudvane uh snagged us up for that merry mayhem tour so right uh union actually gave us our, our first tour out of the box for the scars record so you know me and brian have been friends for all these years and you know i finally you know was able to talk talk him out of retirement and uh, right. getting union back together because they've always been one of my favorite bands and one of the first bands in new metal to kind of break that era wide open along with like disturbed and stuff like that sure so it's, it, we decided to team up and and do this and you know, kind of a little play on, uh, on the whole on the whole Back to the Future theme. We we decided to call it Back to the Two Thousands. So. Right on. And, and see, like I was a radio DJ during that time, and it was great music. And I'm so tired of this Taylor Swift, auto tune, pussy rock stuff that they come out with right now. And it's good to get back to the rock of the Two Thousands. I love it. So I'm so happy that you guys are doing this. It's very cool. So. Oh, thanks so much. I mean, it, what was cool about you know our era of music is it did have that little bit of heavier edge and a lot of bands, you know, these days either play it too safe or they're going, you know, more towards the extreme, which is, you know, lots of screaming and growling and stuff like that. I really think like our era was the perfect, you know, part of still being mainstream. yet still keeping it heavy yet understandable. So it's like, I, I still listen to, you know, octane or turbo on, you know, on uh, serious. On Sirius yeah. constantly, you know that's that's one of my go-to channels. Even though I probably should be listening to Octane more, but I, I still love <laughs> like the Turbo stuff. You know. Nice. Well, you know, you, dude, and just remembering back when when I first discovered Soil was a little even before you know the mainstream did. I I was I I tell this story all the time. Back and you came on my show when I was doing the metal show on WMMS four million years ago <laughs> to oh my promote. God, I remember that. Yeah, it was 1997, 97, yeah, I think. Throttle Junkies. Throttle junkies. Didn't, didn't Muncie Rishi set that yep, up? Yep, he sure yep. did. <laughs> I, 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 all that wet brain, I still can remember something. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, that record for me, for me personally, is probably my favorite thing that you guys ever did because instead of where you went to, where you kind of bridged more into what the modern sound 
was developing into. At that point, you were almost bridging that hard rock with like Caius Desert thing. You had a you had that dirty thing going on. And dude, Throttle Junkie still to this day, it's been what, 25 years or 30 years or whatever it's been since that came out. I'm still listening to that record, man. That thing is a monster. Oh, wow. I, thank you for saying that. You know, it's funny that you do say the Caius thing because we were so into like Caius, Unita, Slow Burn, you know, all John Garcia's mm-hmm. project. We loved like Orange Goblin and we loved, you know, Corrosion to Conformity had just come out with Wise Blood at the time. And right. we were such huge fans of that and Life of Agony and stuff. And we were all from death metal bands. So we were, we were like, you know, that black metal trend was coming in and we were kind of like, well, you know, do we, we're not going to paint our faces and start singing about Satan. All, all <laughs> so like, why don't we get back to our roots and some of these bands that we're listening to now and kind of form a band. And it, it started out as a side project. And, you know, with Throttle Junkies, it's, I, I kind of equate that to like our, like our version of like Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love. It's, it's like kind of a glorified demo. It, right. There's a, some punk rock to it. There's some stoner rock to it. There's some metal. We, we quite didn't know where we were going with it. And we recorded it with Steve Albini, who, although in his own right, is an amazing producer, he's great for capturing a band that knows what their sound already is. Mm-hmm. We had no idea what our sound was or was to become. So right. Ronald Junkies is kind of like a big stew, and we just kept throwing all this stuff in the pot, you know. What's this tour looking like coming up? I mean, it looks like you guys are doing more clubs, and I, I'm not a huge festival guy. Cause I'm too fat to stand outside for like a long time because <laughs> I might die out there. So like, it looks like you're doing more clubs and that's what I kind of like to see. Are you looking forward to this tour? Yeah, we really are. It's, it's all the clubs that we've been doing like the usual circuit for, for a long, long time. All our favorite places like the machine shop in Flint, uh, the music factory, uh, in, you know, uh, battle Creek, the, uh, QNC expo center. It's just opened up dingbats who vetoes an amazing guy over there. You know, we're doing all, like the reverb, you know, uh, Pierre's, you know, places, you know, that we've played, you know, dozens of times over, but we're bringing like a, like a mini little festival to it this time around. So we're really looking forward to it. And all the promoters and owners of the club are all like good friends of ours. So it's, it's, we're turning into like a really great nostalgia party, if you will. And almost all the shows are, are getting close to almost, you know, being, sold out at this point you know we're at three-fourths capacity you know some some a little higher you know as far as that goes so i you know i think that all the shows will be you know either packed or sold out and it's gonna be a really good time for everybody nice good you know mid-sized clubs 500 to 700 to a thousand seaters to where you can get really close and intimate with the crowd we can go out to the merch booth afterwards say hi to everybody and stuff like that so we're just going to do it totally old school and and just you know celebrate all these years that these four bands that are on this have been together and and pushing through you know yeah, i think you're coming to the winchester here in cleveland so that's kind of cool. we are yeah you I, think you guys will make it out to that absolutely oh, yeah. it's gonna be a hell of a show oh that'd be great we'll definitely share a few beers and some shots then yeah, there no we kidding. go now we're talking <laughs> now, now we're going for sure <laughs> now we're there <laughs> oh, we music and the shots i'm going <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Tim, uh, you know, obviously the biggest news other than the tour is Ryan re- rejoining, I guess, or, you know, being in the band and being being a part of it again. I'm always curious when somebody leaves. And I, and I know I've read every 
interview that says, you know, you guys never were not friends or whatever. But it's it's still somebody coming back. Is it was it different to come back? You know, he's obviously changed. You guys have changed, and then you come back together creatively, and you know, musically. Is it the same? Is it is it truly the you know right back in the pocket, or did you kind of have to relearn each other again? Actually, to be honest with you, it was better than it was before. Okay. You know, uh, just to give you a, a quick little recap. I mean, I could go on for hours because this band has so much you know longevity and history sure. to it, but. You know, I found Ryan on an unsigned demo CD that I had listened to, and I wrote him a letter. This is, okay. <laughs> you know, this was like, you know, email was a thing, but it just had an address in there. So I wrote him a handwritten letter, right? And he called, and he called me, <laughs> and that's how you know we auditioned him and got him into the band and stuff. So you know, I've always had a special place in my heart for Ryan because, you know, I, I kind of feel like I was the first to notice such talent. You know, his voice is just so unbelievable i mean he, mm -hmm. it's so original and it fit what we were doing so perfectly so you know uh we brought him into the band and we had an amazing run together i mean you know doing all of the throttle junkies records the two major label records on j records and stuff and you know with anything uh i you know the main reason i think ryan kind of left was because of rubbing some really rubbing really badly against uh some other members that aren't in the band anymore. I don't want to okay. really go any further than yeah, that. But, uh, you know, Ryan left. Uh, he just, he's, he, when, when you just have enough, you have enough. So he, he sure. left. And when it, when it did come time for him to come back, which was about seven years later, the only ones left in the band were me and Adam, the okay. our guitar player. So, and me and Adam and Ryan had always gotten along and gotten along great. So we, you know, it was coming up on the 10th anniversary of scars and we'd started talking again and we, sat down and said hey you know let's do it right this time the uh the drama from before is not there anymore uh that's us three go in as partners and make all the decisions and be very open and honest with each other and keep open communication and that's what we've done and it's been awesome i mean literally that first show back with ryan i, I felt like you know a virgin on prom night you know i mean it was <laughs> like I, I we had been playing for years without him and here I am and I look over to my left and, and there's Ryan there belting out those songs that made soil who soil was. And it, we just felt like a band. I felt like we were a real band again. Like we were back to where we had to be. And, and I, I kind of feel that I feel that way every time we go on stage now and it's, he's been back for 12 years now. He's been back right. in the band longer than he, he was in it in the first place. So if that's any Testament to tell you how well things are going now and how good we get along now, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it is. And it's, it's really, you know, it, it, it to me, it's, it's like, okay, he's home, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of is that that's where he should be. I mean, nothing against drowning pool, but I never felt like he was drowning pool. You know, you know, that again, that's one guy's opinion, but, but you know, it, it's good that he's where, where he belongs, you know, and, and with that, with him being back and you guys doing this tour, I always look back at that era, and you know, you heard us talking it up at the beginning. I personally do not think that era got nearly the love that it should have. And let me be clear on what I'm saying on that, because obviously there's a bunch of huge bands, you know, Limp Bizkit, Corn, etc., Slipknot, that blew way, way up. But if you look at the, and again, I don't want to compare what you did to the '80s bands, but in the '80s. You have 50 bands that people, everybody talks about. 
when you talk about this era, you have about five, and then people, you know, it, it it's a lot less, which I think is a tragedy because there was so much good music that was out, and people just, I I think people got more trendy, so they they moved on quicker. Where in the '80s everybody held on to it as long as their spandex didn't rip, you know, <laughs> and, and and you know, I I just think that that's bet there is a difference there. I think now that it's coming back, people are like, oh, yeah, I remember Papa Roach or I remember Soil or, you know, they remember it and it's it's going to have a bigger maybe resurgence. What do you think as, as a guy that's in the mix? Oh, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And it was when, when, when you know, the quote term and term new metal, you know, came back and or was a thing and stuff like that. Uh, it kind of did. In, and it's funny you mentioned the 80s because it kind of did have somewhat of an 80s feel. There was you know the excess and people were a little bit more you know the economy was was going good at the time people were a little bit more and back into you know they weren't into the grunge and being depressed people were you know uplifting and it kind of got back to being a rock star again in many ways but it was it, it was short-lived and it's funny that you that you say that because it reminds me of what my guitar player adam uh in soil said uh when we came home from dave williams from drowning pool's funeral and he looked at me on the plane on the way back and he goes, I just had this weird feeling that new metal just died with Dave Williams. And it was a real weird thing for him to say. And I was kind of like, well, what are you talking about? But in a way, he was kind of right. It was it was yeah. kind of like after that had happened, after David died, it kind of just started to take a slope down. And then people just kept jumping from trend to trend. And if you look at it now, it's like these trends don't last very long anymore to where, you know, things had like a 10, 15 year span. They're down to like, even now, nowadays, it's down to like a three-year span, and they're on to something new. It's, it, it, I, I kind of blame it on the internet, and there's just so many sources of, of, of ways that you can occupy your time, right. to where it's not like you had to wait for the new hit parader or circus or metal right. or something to come out yeah. to find out what, you know, what gun, what airplane Guns and Roses pissed on, you right. know, what, <laughs> you know. Now it's just like these these bands; they just share every moment of their lives. Mm-hmm. And almost too much. It's like, I don't want to know what, you know, some of these bands that are newer that I actually like and enjoy. It's like, I don't want to know what kind of coffee they drink or what they right. do wake up in the morning. So it takes away a lot of the rock and roll mystery. And mm-hmm. I think it was a rock and roll mystery. People held on longer because they, they wanted to find out more. They wanted to kind of almost like a cliffhanger. They wanted to see what was going to happen next. But right. now everybody finds out what, that they're just kind of normal everyday people behind the scenes and, they're on to something more and exciting and to see what's going on. I mean, I, that's kind of my take on it, I guess. No, it, and see, I, I blame a lot on radio, though. I blame it a, a lot on radio yeah. airplay. doesn't seem to do it like they used to do it. I mean, even in early 2000s, rock stations would play the music. Now they don't play that kind of music anymore. Now it's a lot of talk and it's a lot of other crap, but it's, it, radio is not the same as it used to be. Yeah, I mean, radio used to be able to break bands big. Yeah. I mean, really, really big. And now there's there's still a handful of bands out there. Like I want to give a shout out to you know WJJO and Randy Hawk and Ski over there and stuff. I mean, you talk about a station, you know that's Madison, Wisconsin. You talk about a right. station that stood true to their roots and still is very significant in airplay and everything and and what's happening. And same with you know SiriusXM and Jose Mangan and Vinny sure. uh, over there. They they kind of set a lot of trends and what's hip nowadays because they. They they still are all about the music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's a lot of band, there's a lot of stations out there that 
you know, uh, like WJJO in Orlando, Florida is the station that broke soil. And, you know, they still we're actually doing their Earth Day birthday fest as like a, uh, you know, this is where it all started in the thank you type thing. And it, it, those type of stations where they're still doing fests and still playing new music and still throwing a salute to the to our era of music are far and few in between it. And radio doesn't break bands like it used to. It's it's mm-hmm. tough. And, you know, being a label co-owner, I have a label with my label partner, Mark Noir. We have Pavement Entertainment. You know, we have a, a, a new band on the label called Plush that, you know, we're breaking. Mariah is my good friend. <laughs> yeah, they're actually on, on tour with uh, Disturbed and Falling Reverse coming up here. And, right. you know, it's been, a, it's been a huge, huge uphill battle on all the to break that band because it's so hard to break a band nowadays. And we, we did it. And it, I think it took like five years off my life doing it, but <laughs> it's like, it, it's not, it's not as fun and exciting as it used to be. Like, you know, we're all sitting here talking about, and you know, I, I miss those days. I, I feel sure. like a lot of these kids and bands are getting short change and aren't going to be able to even have a fraction of the excitement that I had. Well, in, you know, is it tough making a living now because of the streaming? You're not selling CDs. You're not probably making as much as you did when you were touring. With all the streaming and crap that's out there, isn't it a lot tougher to make a living being in a band? Oh, absolutely. That's why I. That's why me and my partner, you know, started a record label is for you know to supplement the income because you know in order to to make a living doing soil, you know, we'd have to tour nine months out of the year to make a, a very comfortable living. And there's bands out there doing it like, you know, head PE and flaw, you know, and man, God bless those guys because they're, you know, in their, you know, pushing their, if not in their fifties, they're pushing mm-hmm. these and they're, they're out there nine months out of the year, fucking yeah. it out and they're making a living at it. But, you know, I, that's just not something that I and the rest of my guys wanted to do is just be on, on tour 24 seven. It, it just, right. it's, a lot. <laughs> it is. All right, let me ask my, my usual question here about since we're talking about touring and traveling and everything else, I have to know because I'm looking for the guy that's going to be honest with me and tell me what the truth. How great is it touring with the buses and the girls and the drinking <laughs> and the partying? I mean, is it nonstop? Is it or was it nonstop back in the day with like groupies everywhere and it was just like half naked girls hanging out the window? I mean, was it awesome or what? I mean, we never got to the gigantic level where there's like people lined up outside of the bus or, you know, all these crazy things happening where you could, you know, break, break $5,000 worth of stuff to tell your tour manager to rush it without the credit card. We never, you know, made it to those heights. But, you know, I mean, back when soil was at its peak, we were all in our 20s. So, you know, we, we had the time of our lives and, you know, Clive Davis, who was, you know, uh, the head of the rec- our record label, BM or uh, sorry, J Records through BMG, you know, was writing checks left and right, and the sky was the limit. So we we had unlimited funds to go out and do all this stuff oh. that we were doing. We had a blast. I mean, we we'd park next to Zach Wild's bus each night on you know, Ozfest and on that Ozzy tour, and you know, he taught us how to drink. Before then, I, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have three, four beers and be buzzed. You know, we'd be on his bus, two cases of beer and a bottle of Crown Royal. My my base tech would be carrying me to bed. I'd wake up the next morning not not knowing what, you know, century it was. You know, we learned a lot on, on those tours about, about, you know, drinking and, and doing all kinds of stuff. And I had a blast. I wouldn't trade any of that. It's probably shaved years off my life, but, 
They're oh, yeah, though. for years well spent shaved, I guess. Yeah, you but, but how fun are those late 80s anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> You're not going to, you know, I mean, who's who's having fun at 86 years old? Why keep that year, right? <laughs> True. And I mean, we toured we toured Europe with Damage Plan, you know, Vinny and Diamond. Oh, Jesus. And that, I don't remember a month of my life because of those. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, I, I'm no joke. I mean, with the black tooth grins and hanging out with Dime and falling into the what everybody was like, you guys, you know, Dime likes you guys. Be careful you don't fall into the web of Dime. Well, we fell straight into the web and stuck to it. And <laughs> I, I don't remember that entire month being in, in Europe. I mean, it, it, that that's how crazy it was back then. You know? That is funny. Tim, let me let me go back to Plush just for a minute because, like I said, I'm I'm friends with Mariah and I have been since before Plush. You know, oh, I've known her for for a long, long time, and uh, I I argue all the time, best singer in rock. Period. There's no better pure voice than hers. That being said, and and this is what I'm curious for you, you're obviously very instrumental in this unbelievable run of tours that they've had, and it's really. You know, when you look at the names and they've toured with Slash and they've toured with Seven Dust and they've toured with Alice in Chains, you're obviously behind the scenes putting, you know, arranging the pieces, so to speak, or, or you're one of the guys doing that. Looking at it, do you wish there would have been somebody back in when Soil was coming up that would have been looking out for you guys the way you're looking out for them? Or is that the reason that you do that, do that to kind of give them a leg up that maybe you weren't given? You know, you're asking some amazing questions because <laughs> for whatever reason, and I don't know whether, you know, it's just, you know, uh, fate or just the way the day goes. But oddly enough, uh, and I, I have two, two answers to this question you're asking. Sure. Oddly, you know, there, there was a, a guy really looking out for us back in the day. His name was Larry Mazur. He's a manager. And literally, oh, yeah. he still does I Buck had, Cherry, right? Yeah, I had to jump off with him about 15 minutes ago to do this interview with you because he okay. called and he was Soil's manager back in the day. And he was the one, you know, behind the scenes, you know, doing all that with another manager of ours called Pete Cholas. And, you know, those two guys were really looking out for us and helping us get these opportunities that we had. So we did have somebody looking out for us. And later on in, in the years, we had we went to the firm with uh Ryan DeMarty and Rob McDermott, who really, really helped us out a lot. I mean, sure. those guys got us on tour stained in Lincoln Park and all kinds of stuff. So we've had some really good people behind us. Uh, with Plush, you know, I took all I learned from my great managers that I had over the years and and all that I experienced in soil and used it with, you know, putting Plush together and, and for Plush so that they didn't have to go through all the, you know, hells and all the craziness that we had to go through to get to where we were. So I, I'm kind of a, in some way like a surrogate father to the band in there. And the other thing is, is what's crazy is, you know, Plush is doing now what Soil was back in 2001 to 2005, mm -hmm. you know, and what's what's odd is I got him on the Evanescence tour. My my good friend Will Hunt plays drums in Evanescence and sure. he was instrumental in getting on that tour. Uh, and I'm sitting on the side at the arena watching Plush play at an Evanescence show going, wow, you know, they're doing, I'm watching Plush play like Soil did on the Ozzy, Rob Zombie, Mary Mayhem tour, except I'm not up on stage. I'm the guy on the side of the stage sitting right. there watching. And a lot of people said, well, aren't you kind of jealous? Don't you kind of wish that, you know, that was you there? And you know what? I'm like, no, because I've already been there and done that. What's really satisfying is me getting to 
see it from the other aspect, you know, and being that proud parent and that person that's like, wow, you know, I'm not up there playing, but I'm the one who helped make this happen. And it's a completely different, like, satisfaction and a completely different high on that that end of the fence. So it's uh, it's crazy how things come around, you know. And uh, you are right, Mariah's voice is, when I heard her, it was during COVID, I, was, I, I just heard her on a YouTube clip that had mm-hmm. fallen on Facebook. And I'm rarely do I ever go out of my way to compliment anybody because I'm so busy. But, right. you know, it was COVID. I was sitting there with my thumb up my ass drinking an ice <laughs> yeah, pork. And I actually sent her a Facebook message saying, you stopped me dead in my tracks. Your voice sure. is so amazing. And that's what led to me talking to her, to her father, saying, hey, let's do something. And we put me and my label partner, Mark, put the entire band plush together. And we held uh, auditions through Instagram <laughs> right? because <laughs> of the pandemic and all. But it's it's cool being on the other side and, and seeing an artist getting all these same things that I got. Uh you know, but being on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, for me, just as a friend, it's just cool seeing somebody emerge, you know, emerge from playing local, you know, during even during the pandemic when she was playing local, no people in them shows with her acoustic guitar. And now she's in front of Allison Chains. It's like, wow, you know, it, it's really cool to see. And I hope the band... I hope the rest of the world figures it out eventually with those guys because I see, I you know, not, not comparing A to B, but I see the numbers the warning are doing, and I'm like, all right, everybody's missing the better band here. You know, I mean, that's my opinion, but. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, the warning's been together a lot longer than Plush has. I mean, mm-hmm. we only had Plush together literally, I two think, years? Three, three, yeah. two and a half years at this point, right. going on three. So, I mean, in that, in that amount of time to have to have two arena tours and all the big fests and all the amazing tours they've done under their belts and sold as many records as they have. It's, it's, uh, I'm a pretty p- proud parent sitting here. Proud <laughs> manager, you know, well, see, I apologize to both of you. Cause I know Chris, you're friends with her and I, obviously you do what you do. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy the music, but it doesn't hurt that they're very easy on the eyes as well. No, that doesn't so it's either. a hell of a group to watch and listen to. I'm we, just going to put that out there because I'm that guy. I'm but, I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad that you say that because that was our goal. We wanted we wanted a modern day Runaways is what we really wanted. It's a hell of a band, it really is. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing Soil. That's what I'm looking forward to. I am. Me too. Well, well I can't you... I can't wait to hang with you guys if you can come to the show. We got to get absolutely. We got to we got to have you guys come on the bus and get some beers and shots in your system and warm you up. <laughs> dude let's broadcast from the show if you're up for we, that yep. let's do that that would march. be fun. i think it is right march they're coming to the winchester march uh we should yeah, broadcast I, from there yes that'd be amazing that'd be amazing i'm sitting here that. in negative 14 yeah. degrees chicago right now so uh well it, it ain't like it, we're hot here <laughs> i was gonna say it's about the same here <laughs> uh, march 19th they're coming to the winchester so i'm looking there forward to that Hell yeah! Well, dude, I'll I'll definitely hit up Shauna and I'll get your email address and I'll we'll make that work. Yeah, absolutely. Get get my number and uh, email address from Shauna and we'll. Uh, okay. Who is an who is our uh, tour publicist for that amazing person? Shauna O'Donnell. Good shout yeah. out to Shauna right there. Yeah, Shauna's <laughs> the best. No question about that. Well, dude, what is next for Soil? I mean, obviously you're doing the tour. Is there are there plans past this tour? Is there new music? I mean, what what are you looking at Soil wise? Yeah, we've got a ton of stuff coming up. Uh, 
You know, I'm going to be honest. When when the pandemic hit, we kind of just shut the doors. Right. And uh, we're just like, you know what? Let's just, instead of trying to cram a round peg into a square hole, let's just ride it out. And that's exactly what we did. And, you know, during the downtime, we got offered to do a covers record and to re-record some of our old classics. And, you know, we did that just basically for fun and for the fans. And that's all we really wanted those pieces to be. We're just kind of just fun pieces for people to listen to. I mean, I listen to the some of these covers we did and, you know, I listen to those more than I do the actual albums that we did just because they were fun doing and they're bands that, you know, we grew up on and really, really liked. And then to revisit some of those old songs that, you know, we'd recorded 15, 17, 20 years ago or something, stuff like that was really fun too. But we do have a lot of uh, new ideas and stuff that we've collected. We just kind of need to get them together and, and all, you know, get our act together and actually start recording them and putting them down. So eventually there will be new soil music. We're musicians. Okay. That's what we do. We write, we play. But right. as far as uh, what's next for soil after this back to the 2000s tour, got a ton of stuff coming up. We uh, we're doing the, the Orlando WJR Earth Day birthday festival with Stain down in Orlando. Uh, we're doing, we're so far, we're confirmed for four gigantic uh, European festivals, Vakken, Brutal Assault, uh, when my brain isn't working, Reload, and uh, and one other. Uh, like Sweden but, Rock or one of those? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're going to fill in a bunch of dates around that. So we're going to do a okay. full two and a half week European run in August. Great. Shortly here, we're going to be announcing, uh, as soon as I'm at liberty to say it, but for November, we're doing a full UK tour. Okay. And it's with a lot. It's it's going to be a very similar package to the back to the 2000s. I can't really say much past that. Uh, okay. Other than the fact that Union Underground will be a part of it with us. Uh, it's going to be a Soil Headline UK run. We're bringing uh, three other bands. So it's going to be a four-band era package. And I can't say anything prom- about it, but here it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Here's, here's every nook and cranny about it. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I mean, <laughs> might as well tell you guys. But, uh, yeah, we're doing that, and then there's going to be some more dates sprinkled in between. So we've got a lot of cool stuff. So we're going to do a full USA tour, full European tour, full UK tour. We're going to do a part two of the Back to the 2000s and hit all the places we didn't hit, like, uh, you know, Denver, like your Denver's and go back out west and on, you know, to the Californias up through Seattle and all that. So there'll be more on that when uh, we can actually find a timeline for that. So a lot of cool stuff you know, happening as far as soil playing out and getting back to the places that we haven't been in a while. We just finished a tour with us in Australia with Static X uh, at the end of last year. That was cool to get back to Australia, but lots more playing, uh, new music on the horizon at some point. So, you know, we're, we, we're uh, getting everything revved back up, so to speak. So very good. Well, dude, obviously the big news, back to the 2000s tour. It is Soil with Raw Flaw and, of course, the Union Underground. And, man, where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and Soil and everything that's going on? Uh, you know, standard Facebook page, which is, you know, facebook.com Soil Music. Our Instagram page, you know, Soil the Band. You can go to our website, www.soiltheband.com. Uh People know where to find us. <laughs> yeah, right. We've been around then, long enough. <laughs> exactly. And one, one, one quick pavement question. And I just because I miss having this disc and I don't know where it is. I know 
this is probably predates your time in pavement, but any chance you got any of those brick bath records laying around from the old days? <laughs> you know, we have a mini warehouse because uh, we have an office in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, and we have a mini warehouse in there. And my label partner, Mark, uh, had pavement, you know, going back in the early 90s. And then it got put on hiatus when when Zoo, his distributor, Zoo BMG, you know, closed up all the subsidiary labels. And sure. He went on to form Crash. So pavement, you know, me and him re-resurrected pavement. But to be honest with you, I think I did see some of that old stuff like brick bath i know there's old crowbar a bunch of nice. stuff i'll tell you what get my information from shauna send me okay. an email shoot me your shoot me your address i'll put together a nice goodie package for you nice and send you that old stuff <laughs> dude i love that old stuff i was back when back when pavement was just all you know brutal that's i love the brutal stuff the more brutal i mean brick bath that's not exactly your mom's listening but <laughs> you oh, know it- great record that one yeah it was it was great we actually booked them here when for wmms we booked them and brought them in and great band you know so yeah we've got stock on a bunch of that old stuff and i mean it's literally i'm gonna have to pull about three inches of dust off of it for you (laughs) uh, get get me your address i'll send you a nice little goodie package very good man well dude we we are definitely going to encourage everybody get out there what's the date of it seth March 19th. March 19th at the Winchester yep. for um, to see Soil and the Union Underground and Flaw and Ra. It's going to be a great night. Back to the 2000s tour. And I figure we'll wrap this one up by playing uh, a little bit more Soil for the people. So, uh, Tim, thanks so much for joining us yeah, here thanks, on man. the Seth Williams Show. Oh, thank you both. I, I had a great time. Uh, great questions. And uh, keep on keeping on. Thank you both for everything. And we'll thank see you in March. Sounds All good. Right, brother. Take care, Take man. Bye bye. Dude, I love that era of music. I'm sorry. Me too. I, dude, that was a fun, fun interview, man. Yeah, and Ra's going to be there. I, I think they had a couple of songs I liked. And you know, Ra, like, Flaw, I, dude, it's a good show. Yeah. I like and the fact that... And we need to get out there and do our thing. We well, keep let's talking do it. About it. I, let's go out there and actually... What's we, the date? What is the day of the week of that? Uh, Please don't say Saturday. I don't know. Even if it's a Saturday, I'll take off CMS to do it. Whatever March 19th is, I'll look it up here. Yeah, find but, out what is I mean, March 19th. What we got to do is ditch our girls, get out to the show, <laughs> and have a good time. You know, I don't understand what we're doing. You don't think Heather could have a good time? Okay, if I'm going to go to a 2000s rock show, I want to feel like I'm back in the 2000s. Ooh. You and I are going out as single dudes, and we're going to have a good time. Sorry. We're going to get drunk with the band, and nobody's going to know the difference. That's Works a Tuesday me. night. Oh, dude, we are so doing that. 
We are so doing that. We'll broadcast from there. I, I will make the call personally to the Winchester tomorrow. I'll, I'll yeah, reach yeah, out. Yeah, to, I'll get the information. I'll get Tim's contact information so that the Winchester can verify it with him. And I will reach out tomorrow to the Winchester. Let's do that. That would be awesome. You know, and just for, for everybody that's watching and listening, we have plans to do some live stuff finally. We, we spent yes. the first year kind of figuring out between, you know, you and Chiselka not not coming to gelling, I guess, and then me coming in and doing the thing. You know, the show was finding its feet, its foot. But now that the show Thank found you. its foot, <laughs> now that the show found its one foot and one ankle, it, you know, it um, it's time to do some stuff, and I definitely want to get out there and do these kind of shows with bands that we like that are cool. Yeah, and I would like to, you know, the other thing that we've talked about, and this is something I want everybody that's watching or listening to get in their heads, because it's something I want to do, not just us, but get fans involved with too. Yeah. Is the thing at the um. We want to we want to go and do a show live from the um, the, the rubber ducks. Rubber ducks, sorry. The rubber ducks, there arrows, whatever. It's still rubber you know, ducks. It's Indians, Guardians, arrows, whatever. rubber ducks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the baseball team in Akron. Yes. Which I think would be a lot of fun if we just if we we'll work it out with the with the rubber ducks people to get a section of or like ten or twenty chairs or whatever. And we'll do it. We'll we'll get like a row or two rows that'll just be for the Seth Williams show. Let Bob know you'll be late Wednesday. Now, see, look, they promoted me at my job, and so now I am full time with vacation time, all kind there of sick go. days and everything else. <coughs> I'm feeling a little something coming on for <laughs> March twentieth. <laughs> get the Jim Beam flu. Yes. <laughs> nice, but but yeah, we are going to start doing some live stuff this year. We're definitely gonna get out and do something from a baseball game and do something, do some stuff around town. We're taking it national as I used to hear on the show. Here. <laughs> yeah. The show that is always national, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to going out and doing that. And I love that music. So Me too. this one is, Me too. this one's going to happen. He was a cool dude too. Yeah, dude, correct me if it's I'm wrong. And, and, and I'm going to say this and I can't believe I'm going to say it, but. Until he started answering each question, I thought he hated each question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like looking real intensely. Like he's like, and I was like, oh no, he hates this question. And then he was like, well, that's a great question. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right, do you think he was lying when he said that he'd seen some of our episodes? No, I do not. Do they and I'll tell you why I do not think that he's lying. Make some of these people watch this stuff? No, I don't think that. I think Tim... And I think the the whole thing that he talked about with Mariah tells the story. He's a guy that figures out what he's doing. So I, I don't think he just randomly picks, okay, well, here's my 10 podcasts I'm doing today. I think he approves what he's going to do. There you go. That's cool. And I do think that he probably went back and watched, hopefully watched you throwing up on asparagus and whatnot. That'd be great. <laughs> But you know, and, and I mean, dude, even chugging thing, ranch, yeah, yeah, chugging ranch. That but got I mean, him to go do the show. Yeah, and it, really, there it is. But I mean, dude, he remembered an interview that we did in '97. Yeah, that's crazy, man. 
that tells you that's a guy that pays attention to what he's doing. He doesn't just randomly do shit, which makes me think he probably absolutely went and looked up our stuff and went and saw what we do. You know who I talked to the other day via Facebook? Who's that? I don't know if you remember him because he was at MMS way back in the late 90s. Okay. Lou Santini. Yeah, I remember Lou. Yeah. He I he came across on Facebook like doing some sort of comedy podcast something or other. Okay. And and so I looked at his profile or whatever and I wasn't friends with him. Right. I knew him just because that's kind of when I started there. And uh he always seemed like a nice guy, but you know, right. I, I think I was like an intern when I really knew him. Sure. And so I sent him a message and said, Hey, what's going on? And then you know, I saw you know, of all the people, he's friends with Mike Chiselka. Well, there you go. <laughs> Comedy guru. And so, and I mean that with the utmost respect. Of course. But uh, so I sent him a message. He's like, uh, refresh my memory. I said, oh, uh, yeah. Seth the Barbarian is what they called me on MMS. And I was there for 10 years after you were there. And <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for jogging my memory. And then he's like, I'll give you a shout out on my next podcast. All right. Like, great. He's like, what are you up to now? I was like, well, you know, I have my own podcast. Uh, I uh, work as a producer for a TV network, streaming network. I um, producer for a radio show in town. Right. He's like, anything else you're doing? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, I guess he has his own podcast or whatever, does comedy stuff. So, Well, that's good. But it was kind of cool to like Lou Santini. I remember Lou Santini from way back in the day. He had like blue suede shoes. Sometimes he'd walk around in. And he sure. was a nice guy. But as they always do, radio guys come and go. Oh yeah, There's, they all. Everybody gets fired, and everybody goes somewhere else, and then they come back, and then you run into them again. And well, dude, since we're talking, let's throw a quick plug. Tuckasoka. Oh, that's right. Mike has this big gig. Let's help. Let's help him get people out there. Saturday, Saturday, February third. Mike's be be Roxy. Where's that? That's, a, that's good, right? Where's Minerva, Ohio? I have no idea. I don't know where Minerva is. I don't think I've ever been there. Somebody in the chat, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know where Minerva is? Yeah, where is Minerva? But look. Special guest from WNIR, Tom Cullison. Well, there you go. I don't know who he is. Who is that? I don't know who he is either, but he looks fun. Hey, he looks like he's having a good time. Looks like he's having a good time. Mike looks ready to ready to be funny. Come on, Mike, do something close so I can go see you actually play. He did like the he did the remember the fifty the first fifty jokes of twenty twenty three. I think he did last year. Yeah, and he had that one joke played it on the show or whatever, and mm -hmm. it bad. It was pretty good. But the rest of the show was horrific. Like they had 49 other people that just had right. no comedy bones at all. Right. Oh, there you go. It's well, out that, BFE. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of directions that could go. Is it South BFE, <laughs> East BFE, or West BFE? Just drive to BFE. You'll find it. And look, I, I think that 51st jokes that he did, I mean, they, they, they did another one of 2024. I don't know. Yeah, how I went. saw that he was on that. I don't know yeah, how it I'd went. Yeah, but... to see how that went. Maybe I can look it up on YouTube. It was on YouTube last year. Let's see. YouTube. Because I, 
If it is, we gotta see some of these jokes because they were uh, they were something last year. Best jokes. Fifty first, fifty first jokes of twenty twenty four. Fifty first jokes. The fifty first jokes of twenty twenty four. Let's see. Cleveland. Well, it's here. Is it? You want to? Oh, we gotta see some of this. We got fifteen minutes left. Let's see what we have here. Well, it's only two minutes and four seconds, so it's, oh. this is just one guy, I guess. But do you want to see this there? guy? Yeah, let's see this no, guy. It's, it's J.P. McDade. I have all his comedy albums. Let's get him up here. Here we go. Let's hear his, his joke. It was a tough, tough week for me. I, uh, I had to take down my Stephen Hawking What? No, deep down, I think I always knew that he was uh, not really talking that basketball. Team. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hawking was uh, on Epstein's island a few times. Look, getting sex trafficked is pretty much bad every time. But... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give him that. That's a funny joke. I, it was. I, <laughs> you didn't like that joke that Stephen Hawking was being sex trafficked? I like that. That's funny. <laughs> am I not allowed to laugh at that? I'm sorry, YouTube. Am I not allowed to laugh? I, I didn't think. It, I, I mean, I think. It, I guess it was okay. I like that joke. <laughs> That's pretty know. good. It's pretty good. All right. You want a little more of this guy? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I want to see the entire. I want to see Chiselka's joke. Yeah, I know. Is it, they don't have the whole thing posted. I know they posted it last year. I don't see year. it. I don't see well, John Merritt. Like, it's all individual. That's hilarious. 51st jokes. That hilarious. I see the 2023 one, but I don't see the 2024 one. Maybe they haven't posted it yet. Huh? They might not have posted it yet. But the 2023 is definitely here. I found that real fast, but the 2024 does not appear to be here. that one. Let's see some of that, because some of it is really, really rough, dude. What, this the, for 2023? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's pull that one up. Um, Present screen. So Scott says get Mike on for Wednesday. Why not? Minerva is in southeast Ohio, right next to tipping the cow paddock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be fine having Mike on. That'd be great. I got no issues. All right, here we go. Here's here's some of these fifty is is that RuPaul? I think I no. I think he was the host of it. Or one of the okay. guys. Yeah. Right, well, let's see what I this what is. About. Let's see what this is. <laughs> Somehow I'm thinking this ain't gonna be very good. All right, here we go. Didn't get the memo that we were supposed to dress up. <clears throat> is anybody here familiar with what this show is by a round of applause? Cool. We're, oh, okay. Well, for the About 13 people know yeah, what we're doing. The other 80% that didn't know that. Um, the show is where comics across the city all tell their first joke of the year here in this club. They wrote a new joke, and they're going to say it to you. You can laugh if you want to. It's fair. I mean, it's, you feel how you feel. I'm going to be drinking more of these. So by the <laughs> third group, I'm going to be giggling. <laughs> Give you guys an example of how the show's gonna go, because I did I did write a joke, huh? Hey! And by writing that, I mean I was uh, drunk driving, screaming it at Siri to save it into notes. But I. Uh, <clears throat> yep. 
so uh, I, uh, I'm a third, I'm in my thirties, and I still live with a roommate. Um, not everything's coming up aces for old Jimmers. Uh, um, it's been a pretty rough year. Uh, just get real drunk all the time, right? And uh, um, I think I hit rock bottom uh, the other night when my roommate, I live with another comedian who you guys are gonna see tonight. Uh, he knocked on my door and he goes, hey! And I was like, wake up, I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, do you have the knife? <laughs> Two words make me want to fucking die. <laughs> the knife. Because I'm not fucking with you. In our household, we have one knife. And he misplaced it. So he goes, hey, Jimmy, do you have the knife? The knife is what they say in a fucking interrogation room. What happened with the knife? When he said those two words, the knife, I thought about finding the knife and ending my life. That was my first joke, and that's how you should do it. Thank you, guys. Jimmy Graham. Eek. Mike's apparently is at one eleven fifteen. It's got to be better than that one. These were really bad. There were some women up there that were like beyond bad. There's Mike behind him. All right, here we go. Let's try this out. Cool, whatever. It's not going to cost me any more money. Fine, fuck it. And my wife says, so what is that? And she says, it's the LGBTQ plus club. And my super supportive wife says, oh, sweetie, why are you joining that? She says, oh, I just want to know what my options are. <laughs> and before I could say anything, my son, without even looking up from his iPhone, says, geez, you're going to have to get better at your breaststroke. <laughs> Bill Shepardson, thank you. What up, what up, what up? For it is written and it is known that when God set out to create the universe, on the very first day, he introduced light and it divided the darkness into day and tonight, the end of the first day. On the second day, God created the atmosphere and all of the firmament and so the oceans had currents and tides in the end of the second day. In the third day, God created dry land raised it up out of the ocean and then there was water and land and darkness and light at the end of the third day on the fourth day God created the sun the moon and the stars four days into creation all of that and on the fifth day God created the birds in the air and the fishes in the sea on day six, God created the mammals, the animals on the land, and all of humanity. And that includes Jews and blacks. African Americans. At the end of the sixth day, on the seventh day, he rested, which means he only took six days around this world folks how much better a job could he have done if he'd have taken a month damn dude you gotta pick the mic up. 
I like the response. Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, his joke wasn't bad compared no. to like, the other ones. So you want me to just rewind to somewhere in the middle and yeah, find out is there a broad? Can you see? I'm sorry. Can you see a woman? There's, you, one. Right, there's one. Let's get to the beginning of her joke. I don't think she was funny. She might be. Let's see what she's got to say. <laughs> He's right. I did do him wrong. I did. I did him dirty. I'm sorry, bud. Hey, Jin Jin. Hey, John. Hey, Jin. Hey, Tim. Thank you, Jennifer Chandler, aka Jin Jin. You know her. Um, I'm glad we made it to 2023. But yes, we made it. Betty didn't. Oh, oh, yeah. I love her. Um, but I'm glad we made it. But I think a lot of us forget that we are still in a pandemic. Ladies, I understand you want to be outside. I understand you want to live your hot girl summer. But some of y'all walking around with the vagina virus and your coochie just coughing for no reason. No, no. That's why I'm glad I'm F-R-E-E, pussy pox free. You ain't got to worry about my coochie coughing. Let's go. JJFunny33 on Instagram. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was a night full of that. Oh, no. Hey, they get some good comedians down at uh, Hilarities, but that, that was a rough night. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's a fine other woman. You know, a great comedian that I used to know, John Mulroney. The guy did like comic strip live, hosted numerous things on TV, had his own TV show. He said, "Women are the death of comedy." I love women, but they're not funny. Sometimes I, I'm trying to. I struggle at times to figure out a good funny comedian. That's female. Female, yeah, doesn't exist. I'll say it. You don't have to. I'll say it. They don't exist. Dude, we went to see um, Chris Porter, me and Neely, one time here at down there at Hilarities. Yeah. And he had this chick opening up uh, for him. All she did was told jokes about being pregnant and throwing her pussy around. And it was it was 30 minutes that felt like six fucking hours, dude. It was so painful to watch. And just like, and then... Then I told my boyfriend, and I said, oh, God, go away. <laughs> All right, I don't know who this person is, but let's try this person. Here we go. Hey, y'all, I'm Tsunami with a little T. Uh, this joke isn't actually the one I had written, but God is good, and he gave me this last night. Oh, boy. I went to see my homeboy, and he had his birthday party, and he got drunk as fuck, and he was like, you know, he started telling me about his ED. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, it'll go up. My man just won't stay there. And he goes, ooh. His sound effect, not mine. I'm like, okay, I got something for you. I got you, homie. So I pop out the honey pack. Oh, shit. And I give it to him. (laughs) I'm like, man, this is an all natural, you know, sexual stimulant. It'll get you going. It'll make your wood good. Mm. He was like, oh, no, man. Honey too sticky. I don't even think she gonna be in the mood. I'm 
works for women too. So just go ahead, take it home, soap up a little bit, take it home, make her some hot honey tea, you know? Maybe if she hungry, fry some chicken, drizzle that shit on top. <laughs> she, my friend turned around, she said, bitch, did you just tell him to be okay? I was about to say, I was right there. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> but I'm trying to heal his relationship. Ain't that what friends do? Am I wrong? She got a honey pack from That's, that's my joke. That's commitment. I'm going to use that tonight. Peace out, y'all. I'm about to say. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was, that's rough, man. God damn it. <laughs> Oh no! All right, Whitney Cummings is funny. Whitney Cummings, I would say, is is funny. She's a funny writer, but I don't know that she's funny, like joke wise. And I, it's not just the women out here; like the men were really bad too. And then a lot of them, like it's supposed to be your one joke, like your first joke that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And some guys try getting on her and do like three minutes of content. Oh no, yeah, that's not good. It's probably the only time they can get on a stage. All right, you want to? Ju- yeah. I just stopped at a place that I'm thinking somebody's going to come walking up. You want to try this? Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, we are Russian rouletteing at this point, but yeah. let's see what we got here. <laughs> I will not be on stage when that shit is getting out here. Sid. All right. Um. So for oh. this joke, I'm just going to need you, ma'am, right here, real quick. See this coin? Call it. It's tails. I'm going to tell this joke. <laughs> All right, so as a comedian, my job is to write jokes all the time, and I've been working on this thing. It's called a spec script, except it's a porn parody, so I call it a spunk script. And um, so I've been working on a bunch of new porn parodies for my favorite television programs. Um, so some of them are Sponge Dong Sex Pants, Avatar The Last Dick Bender, Ah, Real Monster Cox, and my favorite, Raw Patrol. Thank you. <laughs> Not a funny word in the bunch. Dude, I'm telling you, they must lube that that crowd up a lot, man. Like, there must be like a four drink minimum before the maybe, show starts. Maybe that's the key: free drinks if you come in. Yeah. <laughs> or ten you have drink to be, minimum. Yeah, you have to buy ten before the show starts. Yeah. So that way you're, you're able to laugh. Yeah, you have to have ten drinks consumed by eight o'clock. <laughs> Want to try one more? Yeah. I'll just let it go. Whoever the next one is. Or both. All right. Here's the next one. Just nasty. Okay. Who's next up? Father Time. The venom to my Spider-Man. I love you, John. <laughs> uh, all right, 51st jokes. Uh, uh, this is more of an inside joke. Uh, John, his show is coming up on the 22nd. He's responsible for a lot of us in Cleveland getting to work here. He's an instrumental part in the comedy scene. Give it oh, up for him. That's so nice of you to yes. put that on me. He's one of the That's the joke he played on Cleveland, bringing these <laughs> yeah. guys up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, see, I could do this. All right, here we go with this guy's inside joke. Oh, boy. Since I was able to work this club and all types of other people, and I know it's a lot of comics here, 
who are constantly trying to work this room, and you always email Sam, the guy who's in the booth. He's the one who does all the uh, booking. But I'm going to tell y'all, secret, the emails don't work, okay? Don't email Sam. What you need to do is corner him. <laughs> either in that booth or when you get upstairs. He doesn't like to hear him on video. He wants to hear the jokes to his face. So act like you're a rapper in the 90s, like working out for a demo and just really give him a good joke. And no matter how awkward he looks or how much he looks like he wants to like go away, he is really taking it in. And that's how you get to work on this stage. Thank you. He's oh my God. I agree with Brian. All right, the next guy's gonna be funny, and then we're gonna There's wrap. No it up. comics there. <laughs> You're right. Chiselka's by far the funniest one on this. Yeah, thing. Yeah, and look, Chiselka has a hell of a resume. If you look up Mike Chiselka, his comedy resume is fantastic. You know, Politics-wise, didn't mesh. It wasn't funny here, but other than that, his you know he's got a hell of a comic comedian resume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, toured with Kinnison for fuck's sake. Yeah. All right, let's hear right. what this guy, the next guy has. Next guy, then it's over. All right, here we go. Right. You should also tell all the patrons how bad all the headliners are and how much funnier you are than the headliners. That'll get your book real quick. Hey, Steve. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was flipping through the channels the other day, and I ended up watching a NASCAR race, which I... Is that Ken Carmen? <laughs> you know, that was funny. See, here you go. It's my first joke of the new year, I guess. All right, here we go. I normally don't watch, and I noticed they have a car that on the outside is completely covered in M&Ms. And I was like, that should be my car. <laughs> like, I'm a much better representative of M&Ms than the skinny guy in a onesie driving that thing. <laughs> you know, they just make the window a little bigger so I can get in and out of it. <laughs> It didn't have a good ending, though, because on the last lap, the uh, M&M car was completely wrecked, and now it's just a bunch of Reese's Pieces. That's it. Oh, God, are you kidding? Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Dude, we have to go to this next year. <laughs> yeah, let's broadcast from there. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just a whole slew of awful. <laughs> Now I might have to watch it just to. Well, hopefully, maybe the uh, the 2024 will be up. Hopefully, maybe by Wednesday. Oh, that would be nice. I'll ask Mike if we can get a copy of it. Okay, yeah, because I'd I'd like to hear what his what his. I hope it's not the same joke. No, it's the first one. It's got to be original now. So oh, it's got to be a new joke. Yeah, I mean, it could just be the first joke they tell. No, I think it's supposed to be like the first joke they wrote, but I don't. Know, whatever, who cares? I don't know, to get that, hun- that honeydew thing, that seemed like she prepped that for a long time. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yuck. All right, so we may have a good restaurant scene. We have a shitty sports scene and a terrible comedy scene. <laughs> yeah, our comedy scene is not, not, it's definitely not showing in its best light with these guys. They are the Browns of comedy. Stop it. <laughs> this team, Billy- This team of comics ain't winning 11 games. Billy Moore is posted because I, you know, when I put this stuff on what we're doing tonight on Facebook, Billy posted. Mm-hmm. So, what nasty food does John Drake have to eat for the uh, his loss? And I said nothing. His salty tears are enough <laughs> for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so, 
All right. Well, I had a good time tonight. Thanks to uh, yeah. Tim, Tim King, King coming on from Soil. Looking yeah. forward to uh, that show coming up in March, March 19th at the Winchester. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully we'll talk to Tony on Wednesday and have uh, better comedy than those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. I hope we do better. than that. If we're not doing better than that, then we just need to cancel the show completely. But thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. God willing, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Yep. Sound see good? It. All yep. right. See you, see you. See you, see you.